beautiful people, and welcome back to another episode of Nine to Thrive, quick health tips for busy lives. I'm Cece, your go-to nutrition nerd, and I'm thrilled you're joining me today. We've got nine action-packed minutes ahead filled with real talk and practical tips to help you heal for good. So whether you're on your commute, taking a quick break, or multitasking like the boss you are, let's dive in and make every minute count. It's time to nerd out. Today, we're diving into a topic that's near and dear to my heart, nutrition for kids. Buckle up because we're about to drop some truth bombs that might just change the way you look at your kiddo's lunchbox. Let me first give a bit of a disclaimer, though. Talking about kids and nutrition can be a touchy subject, especially when you're not a parent. But let me lay it out for you. I may not have my own little ones, but I've been in the trenches. I'm the oldest of six kids, and trust me, that's a little bit of parenting 101. I've been the go-to for diaper changes, meal prep, and bedtime stories. And on top of that, I'm an aunt to a dozen adorable munchkins, and babysitting is practically my middle name. And let's not forget, I've been on a journey to become a parent myself. So when I talk about nutrition, it's not just from a certified expert standpoint. It's from someone who's been thinking long and hard about how to apply this knowledge to my future family. I'm not just some talking head spouting nutritional advice with zero understanding of the real world challenges that parents face. Now, I may not have firsthand experience as a mom, but I've seen enough, heard enough, and cared enough to offer a perspective that I genuinely believe can make a difference in your family's life. So let's navigate this nutritional maze together, shall we? Okay, up first, the myth of quote unquote kid food. Why do we think kids need a different set of nutritional rules than adults? I mean, last time I checked, they're human too, right? (laughs) They need the same nutritional mix, just in pint-sized portions. And they don't know what's best for their little bodies. So letting kids dictate every single meal may not be the best long-term approach. Sure, they can have preferences, but let's not forget who's the adult in the room. It's our job to expose them to a variety of foods and give them the nutrients that they need to grow and thrive. Now, it's worth taking a beat to call out kid snacks specifically. First off, I have to put goldfish on blast. I mean, goldfish? More like gold lies, am I right? (laughs) They claim to be made with 100% real cheese, but what they don't tell you is that they're also packed with autolyzed yeast extract, which is basically MSG's sneaky cousin. More about this in my blog post. See our show notes uh, for more on that. But hey, don't beat yourself up if you've been stocking these goldfish in your pantry. The food industry is a master of disguise, and we've all been fooled at some point. The key is to pivot and make better choices moving forward. And guess what? There are cleaner, nutrition or approved swaps that your kids will actually enjoy. I'm talking about snacks like Lesser Evil Popcorn, Boulder Canyon Potato Chips, and even Pearl's Olives to go. Yes, olives. My four-year-old niece can down a pack in seconds, and let me tell you, That's the kind of snacking speed I can get behind. So let's not just feed our kids, let's nourish them. And if you're looking for more snack swap ideas, don't hesitate to reach out. Your kids' future selves will thank you, and so will their present-day tummies. Now, going beyond snacks, let's talk about the power of family meals. You know, that cozy time when everyone gathers around the table? It's not just about the food, it's about connection. Studies show that kids who regularly sit down for family meals eat more fruits, veggies, and grains. Plus, they're less likely to snack on junk or get into risky behaviors. So make it a point to have family meals. And hey, let the kids invite a friend or help plan the menu. Just keep the vibe chill. 
But thinking even more broadly, most of kids' meals are consumed outside the home, which brings us to the school cafeteria catastrophe. Now, if you think your home kitchen is a battleground of just two more bites, you should feel just a tiny bit better when you consider the war zone that is the school cafeteria. Government-subsidized, ultra-processed foods are the norm, and it's a hot mess. I'm looking at you, food dyes, added sugars, and toxic oils. Oh, and let's not forget the carb overload, hormone-heavy, conventionally raised and processed proteins, and the sad lack of plant foods. Let's look a little closer, shall we? Now, the National School Lunch Program offers free or reduced-priced lunches to over 30 million children daily, many of whom are from lower-income families and predominantly racial and ethnic minoritized populations. A study led by Virginia Commonwealth University and Children's Hospital of Richmond at VCU analyzed about 1,100 lunches from six Title I elementary schools. The meals chosen by students mostly met federal nutrition recommendations, but hey, we all know that those federal recommendations and guidelines are garbage. However, based on consumption, fewer students met recommendations for total calories, calcium, iron, vitamin A, vitamin C, and fiber. So despite the availability of meals that meet federal nutrition recommendations, the actual consumption data reveals a pretty concerning trend. A significant number of children are not meeting the recommended intake for essential nutrients. This underscores the need for strategies to promote children's intake of nutrient-rich meal items and highlights the potential nutritional deficiencies in school lunches. And the research comes at a time when Congress is considering the reauthorization of child nutrition and school meal standards. The last significant legislation in this area was the Healthy Hunger-Free Kids Act in 2010, which mandated schools to offer more fruits, vegetables, and whole grains. And during the pandemic, the U.S. Department of Agriculture allowed school districts to um, have waivers for certain nutritional standards. Some members of Congress suggest continuing to let school districts relax nutrition standards, especially concerning sodium and whole grains. However, the study supports maintaining or even enhancing the current nutrition guidelines. So the consequences here are real. We have a generation of kids struggling with attention and behavioral issues. And no, this is not just a phase. It's a nutritional crisis. So a few considerations I have for you. You want your kids to eat well? Then show them how it's done. Be a role model. And no, I don't mean going on diets or complaining about your body. I mean eating balanced meals, talking about when you're full, and making food a positive experience. Adults, listen up. Our job is not to be short order cooks catering to our kids' whims. Our job is to provide what they need to grow into healthy, thriving adults. And listen, your kids will eat what's in the house. So make sure what's in the house is what you want them to eat. <laughs> sure, they might rebel at first or refuse to eat, but they will eventually come around. So stock up on fruits, veggies, lean meats, and whole grains. Limit the junk and make healthy snacks accessible. And for the love of all things good, limit sugary drinks. Last but not least, get your kids involved in the food process. Let them help plan meals, shop for ingredients, and even cook. It's a life skill, people. <laughs> Plus, it's a great way to teach them about making healthy choices. You'll likely find that your child will be more open to trying new healthy foods as long as they have a choice in the matter. Think, hey, little Timmy, you get to pick the dinner vegetable tonight. Should we all have broccoli, carrots, or spinach? It's up to you. Trust me, it will pay off in the long run. 
So, okay, those are some guiding principles and considerations. Now, I just want to share three specific strategies and examples that you can implement with your little ones now. Strategy one, proportion. So proportion is all about balancing out the food groups. It's not saying no to cookies forever. It's about making sure that cookies don't overshadow the veggies, proteins, and other essential nutrients. So use the plate method. Imagine your kid's plate is divided into four sections. Fill half of the plate with fruits and veggies, a quarter of it with lean protein, and the remaining quarter with whole grains. Dessert? Sure, but it's a side act. It's not the main event. For younger kids, you can use food models or pictures to help them understand what a balanced plate looks like. For older kids, involve them in meal planning and explain why you're choosing certain foods to create a balanced meal. Strategy two, variety. Variety is the spice of life and it's essential for a balanced diet. Eating a range of foods ensures that your kiddo gets a mix of different nutrients. So how to teach it to them? Well, introduce the rainbow challenge. The goal is to eat fruits and veggies of every color over the course of a week. You can make a fun chart or use stickers to track the colors and celebrate when they complete the rainbow. Another way is to have taste test Tuesdays where you introduce a new food item each week and you can make it an event and ask for their thoughts. Did they like it? Why or why not? It's a really fun way to get them excited about trying new things. And strategy three, moderation. So moderation is understanding that while all foods can fit into a healthy diet, some should only make guest appearances. It's the art of indulging occasionally, not constantly, or as I like to call it, healthy eating, healthy treating. So how to teach this uh, principle, you're, you're going to want to use something like a treat jar system. You could fill a jar with tokens or marbles, each one representing a treat. When the jar is empty, it's empty. No negotiations. This teaches them to think before they indulge and to spread their treats out over time. Another approach is the three bite rule for desserts or treats. Encourage them to take three bites, savor them, enjoy them, and then check in. Do they want more or are they satisfied? This helps them tune into their own hunger and satisfaction cues. So there you have it. We have proportion, variety, and moderation. These aren't just food rules. They are life skills. So start teaching them early and you're going to set your kids up for a lifetime of healthy eating. All right, my friends, I hope you're walking away with some valuable insights and are ready to make some changes in your family's nutritional game plan. And that's a wrap, beautiful people. Another nine minutes closer to healing for good. If you loved what you heard, don't forget to hit that subscribe button and share the love with your friends. Got questions or topics you want me to cover? Just slide into my DMs on Instagram at NutritionNerdCC. Until next time, keep thriving and remember, you've got this.